to me. Live from Black Heart of St. Paul, we are the Dave's You Know. This is the Dave's I Know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Reb out back here at the Black Heart. We have the Yay. regular crew. Um, Jessica, how are, how are you doing? I am well. How are you? Good. Tired. Um, doing that dad life. Yeah. That's uh, it's yeah. a hard, hard road to <laughs> hoe. <laughs> you know, it is. It is and it isn't. But um, yeah. Anyways, and we also have MJ. MJ, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. We had a lot of soccer this weekend, bud. We did have a lot of soccer this weekend. <laughs> so we have actually have a lot of soccer to talk about. So let's maybe uh, Move let's it right jump along. right into it. No no more of that uh, funny catch-up banter that you are accustomed to. Be a Patreon. Dave's. Done. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Dave's. I know um, most people have their beer already, which is great. Uh, there's a few people out there lingering who haven't gotten your beer yet. And then hopefully um, once that's all taken care of, I'll be giving getting Heath out stout to people. So um, be on the lookout for that hopefully relatively soon as well. So. Let's just jump in. Um, the Portland Timbers, uh, Minnesota United two, Portland Timbers one. This Holy happened shit, last right? Saturday night. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it was a pretty impressive, it, weirdly impressive game. I thought. Um, weirdly, yeah, very weirdly. How hind- did we do that with yeah, Seattle and Portland? In hindsight, uh, yeah, big six points. Big That's six points. That's huge. Take I- that, Cascadia. <laughs> uh, yeah, who owns the fucking Northwest? We do. We do. Uh, all right, so we have some lineup notes. Um, so uh, Nico Hansen started at left wing. Uh, Fred Capane, um out of the match day uh, 18 or I guess 20. Is it 20 now or it's whatever? Tw- we get five subs, so it's yeah. 20 now. Um, weirdly, because there, there had been no indication of this uh, pre-match, but then you know it got kind of leaked out on Twitter that he was going to miss the match. And he theoretically, if that Twitter account is to be uh, – uh, correctly interpreted, it's going to be out five to six weeks. That's a bad. Yeah, that's a that's very bad considering we don't really know what happened to him. Um, but Nico Hudson filled in admirably. Uh, Romain Metinier is back at Yay. right fullback. Uh, he had gotten his green card, so he no, no longer counts as international. Whoop, whoop. Frees up an international spot for us, which is great. Woo-hoo. And then um, uh, no Abila uh, in the uh, in the on the game day roster either. Uh, that was. Also, kind of a shocker, um, considering um, he wasn't—he he didn't appear to be a, a, a injury scratch. He was an actual, like, straight-up healthy scratch. Correct. Which means that uh, there's one of two things: either he did something to piss off Heath, which is a very good possibility. It doesn't seem like it would be. Or hard. they're definitely trying to make sure that they don't hit his uh, minutes eligibility to uh, to trigger that automatic buy clause for Boca Juniors. In you which know, case, I, he I probably he probably doesn't uh, have a good relationship with Heath either. So. No, the, the MJ and Onslack wasn't. <laughs> Didn't even trigger on that that buy clause thing. That that would be something normally MJ Anon goes deep dive into. But yeah. what, what the that's other thing was that's, the, not, that's not even conspiracy theory, man. The, that's just fucking straight up man management. Right. So the conspiracy theory was that Abila, because of the red card, that Minnesota United was serving an extra suspension punishment on top of what the league did. But 
since Minnesota United wants to be showing that they're in support of their players, they were just hush, hush, hush about that they were adding these extra penalties. Yeah, definitely, definitely not that. I'm so confused. That's it. I, no. That, yeah, you, you should you think be. You're I, I'm the one who has to spend time on the MJ and on you, you should be. Yeah, um, it's confusing. MJ, can you tell, like, Portland made a bunch of changes to their roster. Uh, they made five from, changes. Yeah. Uh, they did play LAFC on Wednesday, so we caught them on a short turnaround. Not making any excuses for them or, you know, making any excuses for us. But they had five changes, including their goalkeeper, uh, Aljaj Ivacic. Yeah, Ivacic. Ivacic, the Slovenian slapper, the Slovenian ball slapper, <laughs> Aljaj Ivacic for Steve Clark. Yeah, um, they and they beat uh, LAFC over the weekend 2-1, uh, to one. who actually... Over the Wednesday. Or Wednesday, yeah, sorry, over the midweek, um, which coincidentally we play LAFC in LAFC uh, this Wednesday as well. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. But let's get right into the game. Uh, first half, um, you know, first half, first 10 minutes, completely controlled by Portland, and it shows Felipe Mora scores the goal. Um, it was a uh, – Osprey had a, just a, a, a gorgeous, gorgeous cross that put it right onto Felipe, uh, Felipe Mora's head. Um, Bikai Debasi just got absolutely – like torched on that one. That so so did Metinier. So did Metinier. Yeah. I mean, he gave Espria way too much. Oh, yeah, you know, he gave Espria way, way too much space. And then do you um, know who turned the ball over? I uh, I probably Reynoso. Well, good 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 guess because about three minutes prior to that, Reynoso tried to force a ball direct center to Unu. This okay. time it was Will Trap. He tried to force a ball center uh. to. Unu and I mean it was just it was bad. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a, a. I mean there was not much that uh, Tyler Miller could do on that one. Um, not his fault. It was it was a, a particularly great goal from Portland and a uh, particularly poor performance. And that was right in front of the Wonderwall. Of course, ten minutes in, it's fucking hotter than hell, and we're just like, oh my god, this is gonna be it's gonna be one of those games. Excruciating. Isn't it? Uh, it just the sweat alone would be yeah. excruciating. <laughs> But Minnesota turned around uh, shortly thereafter. They pretty much dominated the rest of the game, as far as I uh, remember, and sort of rewatching highlights and stuff today. Um, you want to talk about the corner kick in the 25th minute, MJ? So we earn a corner kick in the 25th minute. Reynoso's taking it because, even though it's on the right side, Fragapane is out. And Fragapane has been our right side corner kicker, usually. So. Uh, Ray is taking the corner kick on the right side. Uh, and, oh, I had that backwards. No, Ray is usually our, our corner kick on the right, guy, the right side. Yeah. So in, in swinger from the right side, Coleman header, beautiful header, but uh, center back Mabiala is there, and it goes off his shoulder, and it lands directly to Lude. And then whatever his name is on the left back, Lude had his number most of the night. He was not where he was supposed to be. Lude, like, one touches it right on net. Should have been a nutmeg goal because it was going between Ivovic's uh, legs. Instead, it's a nutsack save by, uh, Ivovic. by Ivovic, Ivovic because he falls down at the right rate to just catch that ball in his ball sack. Balls yeah. and balls. Yeah, there was a... Minnesota had a few other opportunities in the first half, but the first half ends uh, Portland up one nothing. Um, second half, uh, right at the half, uh, Diego Valeri comes on for uh, Loria, um, which was a, a an inspired move by our you know our daddy Giovanni Savarisi. Um, Minnesota made a couple other uh, substitutions uh, in the 57th minute. Finley comes on for Hansen. 
which moves uh, Hunu to the uh, left wing, Lu to basically the false nine. What, what you know, what have you that he likes to play? Um, and then in the, probably the probably the most impactful sub, honestly, um, is uh, Juan Agudelo coming on for Minnesota in the 65th minute. He comes on for Hunu, um, so he moves to a striker, moves Lou back over to the left wing, and Minnesota had been basically Minnesota had number one had control possession of the game. They had uh, at this point something like 20 some shots to Portland's like six or seven, mm-hmm. um, just absolutely controlling the game. But they lacked any sort of creativity. Babelo Reynoso looked like shit this game. Um, Which is why he needs to barring, stop being played so much. But barring, barring the one thing we'll talk about here towards, towards the end, he looked like absolute garbage with his crosses and with his corner kicks for the most part. Um, but Juan Aguilero came in and actually like started making some runs and opening yeah. up space. And it gave more space to everybody else in the attack. All right. of a sudden, Dotson's finding... Seems that he wasn't finding early in the game, which creates space for Babelo, which creates yes, yeah, you're oh. you're 100 right. So I know we've kind of given uh, Juan Juan Agudelo, uh some short shrift here um, as kind of like why the hell did we sign him? He actually this this game he actually he he made a huge difference in in this game, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, there was that one time where he's dribbling up up the left, and he kind of should have pulled back and looked for some teammates, and said he tries to dribble to. Uh, into two or three defenders, and that was kind of dumb. I mean, but that's typical. One, you got you, 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 right, right. You, you take the good, you take the bad, and there With you the, have it. But Juan he, did a, he did a lot of other good good things. He did, he did. Speaking of that other good thing, in the seventy fourth minute, uh, just an amazing, amazing goal from Chase Gasper, right in front of the wonder wall. It was what? fucking beautiful. Charlie Brown. <clears throat> yeah, Pedro uh, stepped up and uh, put a fucking header on a ball from Hassani Dotson. Hell's yeah. Um, MJ. Tell us, talk us a little bit because it was a, it was also weird, a weird looping one. I don't, I don't know if you remember the uh, the um, Liverpool Everton game a few years ago where Virgil Van Dyke just sort of like wax at a ball and basically whiffs on it, but then Divock Origi finds him. Yeah, finds yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to put that on my not, memory. Not not as not like that, but uh, pretty damn close uh, for Chase Gasper. So why don't you talk us through how that all got set? This up. all started with a great progression up the field by Dotson, Metnier, and then finally to Finley who takes a guy one-on-one and earns a corner kick. Reynoso takes the corner kick on the right. It's punched out by uh, Ivicic, but the punch-out falls left center of the field about 20-something yards out. Yeah, just Dots- outside the box. To Dotson. And then Dotson sends in, is it a cross? No, is it, it's a ball in, but it's like a moon ball. It's like a... It's like a uh Kind of like a crass, like a, a, a cross that's kind of a pass, but not yeah. really. Crass. A crass. Yeah, yeah. And it I was like very crass. I mean, it, and it was kind of crap, basically, yeah, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. A crass, well. crappy crass. It was a crass. Crude crass. Yeah. Anyways, you're right. He, so it's just, it's, it's a, a just, moon ball. It's a looping ball. It's it, plenty of time for everybody to, to defend. To, to get underneath it and track it and box people out. But Gasper just elevates over center back Dario Zuparic. Um, to head it to the near post. Yeah. And it, 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 I mean, it was great elevation. It was great. If he was, you could see him directing it with his forehead. He was well trying done, to go, Charlie Brown. Go yeah. to that side. Yes, Pedro, Charlie Brown. Pedro put his fucking forehead through that ball. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Oh. Uh, yep. And then um, in the uh, 81st minute. So to your point, you know, we had Portland had uh, um, LBC, you know, obviously didn't start. Valeri, Diego Valeri didn't start. Uh uh, Blanco didn't start. He comes in uh, for uh, 
Is it pronounced Yimmy or? It, it's it's uh, Andean, so it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Chara, uh, brother of Diego Chara. Uh, but three minutes later, and at this point I was just hoping that Minnesota was just going to hold out and that we weren't going to bring on Ozzy Alonso. Oh, I was like, let's, to, let's, uh, let's get another. You know. Yeah, to, to uh, just, you know, try and suffocate the game. Um, I was so concerned at this point after we got the one point that Heath was going to play for the draw yeah. and start making a bunch of descent, oh, defensive subs right? and start shelling up. Which of attacking. Didn't. I was 100% certain that that was going to happen. Yeah, um, no, I am so happy it did. Thank yeah. you, God. Thank you, uh, Robin Lude, uh, our Lord and Savior, Robin Lude. Yeah. Kneel before law. Our Lude and Savior. Yeah. Our Lude and Savior. <laughs> uh, he, gets, he gets a uh, – this, is, this, is, this goes back to what I was mentioning before. Like the one beautiful, absolutely perfect fucking pass from Babelo Reynoso um, – Right to Robin Lude. Robin uh, doesn't take a doesn't take a great first touch with it, right, right. but he does enough, um, and he gets his he gets underneath it and just yeah. and just puts it past uh, Ivicic uh, on the far right uh, far right side of the goal. Um, he was coming kind of in from the left hand side. Babelo Babelo gets uh, gets the ball, and we'll, in, MJ, I know you want to talk about the distribution, how that all starts, but he gets the ball. He just basically turns and looks, yeah, yeah. And Robin Lude just splits the two defenders, the central defenders, um, absolutely beautiful. I, I was sure. That they were going to VAR it and it was going to go come back from offside, but watching it today on, again on the uh, on the replay, oh he was on. It was he was well on, yeah. like well on. The ball was just fucking absolutely perfect ball from Babelo Reynoso, um, and uh, and Minnesota's up two to one, boom in the eighty fourth minute. It all started with Tyler Miller, Sebastian Blanco hit kind of a shass. It was kind of like a shot in or a shoss. It was a shot and a cross that went right into. Uh, to uh, Blanco didn't because he had just been subbed off for. Jimmy no, Chara. Blanco was just subbed on. So. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right! Right! Yeah. So he hits this. Is it a shot? Is it a cross? It goes right into Miller's breadbasket. He's in the right spot, and as a result of them, Portland being so far forward, Tyler immediately outlets it and bowling balls it over over to Gasper. Gasper carries it up the field a little bit, passes center to Reynoso. And like Reynoso can, he's looked around before he gets the ball. He knows exactly where everybody is. He knows where the seams are. And, and he, hit, he sees Lude cutting from the left to the middle. Yeah. And what was also great about this is Agudelo made a dummy run from the middle to the left. Yes. So the, the defense had to choose who to cover. In the first half, everyone was cutting middle. Unu was cutting middle. Lude was cutting middle. Hansen was cutting middle. And the defense didn't have to do a whole lot because we were all in the same spot. Yeah. And this time we had a nice crisscrossing pattern that opens up a good seam for Reynoso. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing that some of the uh, passes that he can make. Yeah. When he's on. So, uh, all right. And then, um, so yeah, one more sub uh, for Minnesota in the 87th minute. Greg Goose comes on for Babelo. Um, 4-3-3. Yeah, Moose bad. Uh, defensive 4-3-3. Uh, and then in finally the uh, ninety uh, the third minute of stoppage time in the second half, of which <laughs> there was only three. By the way, there was it was actually the amount of stoppage time was actually kind of comical for for this match. We'll talk about the shit ass ref- referee in a little bit. Um, but uh, there's a yellow card for um, a, a pretty innocuous foul, and then some uh, some stoppage time wasting in the in the corner. Yeah, it was beautiful just to see. Us completing the dark arts of football, of <laughs> soccer, for once. We had several corner kicks or throw-ins down in the attacking third. And Greg Ushinagodello just was like, we don't have to try to hit this towards the net 
turn the ball over, let you attack us again. We're just going to keep this in the corner and Good make you come them. at us. They're, and, they're big boys, so yeah, it's, yeah. Hard to get, it's hard to get them off like, the ball. They, they were both boxing out so well, and Valeri's getting frustrated, and he has to foul them, and then he's fouling them, and then Valeri's wasting time trying to, like, argue with the ref. <laughs> it was so great. Arguing with the ref is usually a time waster. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so game ends, Minnesota 2, uh, Portland 1. We sing Wonderwall. It was absolutely fucking glorious. I uh, came back here to the Blackheart and sang. I heard th- there was a line around the block of this here, Blackheart. Two or three karaoke songs. Uh, <gasps> it was fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. my God, I'm out. so sad I'm I missed out. it. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I, I Which was, ones? Could you? Can- well, it was, a, it was a long night, so I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly. I know I it was exiting at least a couple of. Uh, uh, ensemble uh, pieces. Ensemble pieces. Yeah, with with other people. Um, I did some I did some uh, backup dancing for nice, nice. for a few of the a uh, uh, few of the dark club women who were singing a song. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it was it was a. It, this yeah, sounds and, unbelievable. And I was out of here before before midnight, and uh, and I biked home. So like I was not so drunk that I couldn't like bike my ass home. I mean, it helps that I you know live. You didn't have to walk the bike home. Didn't have to, did not have to walk the bike That's home. That's impressive. But uh, that was uh, it was a uh, it was a it was a fun it's a fun night. Listen, I've had to do, I've had I've literally like <laughs> I, I was, don't doubt it. That's I why my, I said I my, was impressed. In my youth, uh, when I used to work at uh, a restaurant called The Independent, we would you know close the bar down at you know two o'clock on Saturday, working, and then we would sit in the, in the bar and drink till like four thirty or five. The and Independent. Then, I used to go there all the fucking time. I used, it doesn't surprise me. Actually, Calhoun honestly, Square, that you, baby. That, yeah, that's um, because we are akin. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So one time I was like, try. I was like trying to get on my bike and bike home at five o'clock in the morning, just absolutely shit hammered. And uh, cops pull up. This is yeah, like summer, kind of like shine their light. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm yeah, good. I'm fine. <laughs> and they're like, maybe you should walk that home. And I was like. Okay. Ossifer, that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm with and, you uh, there. Managed to uh, walk my ass home the basically I, mile I'm and a half. impressed by how well you took that direction. <laughs> uh, all right, so we just have a little bit of uh, extra time thoughts here. Uh, my first thing, and MJ has a stupid question here. We'll get to that one in a Listen, second. Listen, don't be so judgy. <laughs> uh, Minnesota had, like I said, 28 shots total, six on goal, uh, eight and three for Portland. Um, I think they dominated possession 56-44 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was clearly after the first 10 minutes, um, Minnesota uh, How did we do that? Because I feel like usually when we suck in the first 10 minutes, especially for a team like Portland or, say, Seattle, where it's kind of testy, like, they're good. Yeah. Uh, I Like, whatever y'all did in the locker room or Inchi, his pep talk or whatever it was, like, do that again. Wear yeah. the same socks. Because, like, generally speaking, once we go down, it's like dominoes. Yeah, it wasn't even so much that, like, I have some adjustment. It was, like, about the first 10 or 15 minutes, Portland controlled the game. And it's like they almost kind of, like, they got that goal. And they're like, cool, we got a goal. We're good. We're just going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, those cocky bastards. Try and try and sneak out a, a one nothing win here. Um, kind of doing what Inchy normally does. Yeah. Whereas Minnesota had to had to make some actual adjustments in order to um, to. to which we did. did. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. So I know I, I, I bring that up because very rarely are we do we outshoot a team so dramatically like we yeah. did against Portland. And also amongst the, I don't know, we had six shots on target. They had three, I think. You know, it, yep. what's missing here is like 
we had seven shots blocked. Right. To their, like, three. Yeah. Like, so those don't count as shots on target or sh- shots, shots on goal. They don't count, yeah, they don't count as shots on goal, but yeah. Or, or shots off goal because they, they were on goal, but they never made it there because another player got in the way. So yeah. we were shooting a lot. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. We Maybe. just need to have them go have a conversion rate that's better. <laughs> and as someone from the 31 and questions pod says put him on frame need, needs to go to striker we need yeah. to go to striker camp well maybe adrian heath read some of that stuff that was basically like why are you not shooting more and decided to actually do it so yeah right he doesn't read uh all right uh, mj to your question um we had a uh picture obviously if you were watching the game you saw Gio uh, savarisi and adrian heath were in um Similar attire. Similar attire to start the game, and then Adrian quickly took off his jacket because yeah, because he, he was hot. getting sorriest. Yeah, he gets very yeah. hot. So, your question is, who wore it better, Heath or Savarisi? Um, I just want to say, last we left this in in p- part uno. Part uno. Yeah, Heath was wearing a very nice suit, and Savarisi was wearing a really dopey polo. White shirt. polo, like right? not polo like cotton weave, but like the peak, like the cheaper of the polo. Uh, varieties. Yeah, and, and we all, well, no, two out of the three of us agreed that Savarese, that was not a good look for no, him. No, it was not. He looked so like a... Th- this is, this is part, part dose, where we see Savarese bringing his A game. Yeah, well, yeah. his A game wasn't good enough. I'll go first, because did you guys see, like, the, the particular screenshot that you sent yeah. for this agenda, MJ? Uh, had a big vein sticking out of Savarese's forehead. And as he, I mean, I'm not surprised. He should have been worried. What? But uh, I'm going to go again that Inchi, in fact, wore it better. He just, I mean, Savarese's in the white. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Savarese, you need a new tailor. Done. Zeller? Um, Yeah, no. Gio Savarisi. Adrian Heath is never winning any of these contests. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, you just want to be, you just want Daddy Dom Savarese to paddle yes. your little butt. Yes, I do. And, yeah, that's, you're, you're biased. I have to admit that uh, although I thought the polo was a horrible look, I thought the suit was a good enough upgrade. It was better. It was better. So I'm giving this round to Savarese. Oh, gross, you guys. The, Where's the, the, the Heath, you know, Crossing his arms with a with a Heath, you know, like is it, uh, nah, nah. Um, yeah, I'm just nah. saying, I'm the only straight woman on this podcast, and I choose Inchi. That's saying something. My vote gets two votes. That is saying that is making a statement. And your uh, so yeah, let's move into to the Freddie Adu's. Um, let's start with Minnesota. MJ, why don't you give us your uh, your Freddie Adu's for Minnesota? My good Freddie Adu for Minnesota is. Chase, some call him Pedro Gasper. Only when he's doing good shit. Otherwise, yeah, he's normally Pedro Chase. Pedro only when bueno. Yeah. Pedro he, only when he's doing good shit, like he, hitting a ball he had the, the net. W- one of those crazy, over-aggressive, defensive th- things where he let a guy get around him and he was chasing from behind. But Debassi was able to cover for him on two occasions. So, again, Gasper and Debassi getting better communication, better chemistry of knowing who's doing what when. And apologies to Debassi, as we have been mispronouncing his name, I think, in previous episodes. Yeah, I've been saying Debassi forever, so yeah. I apologize. As have I. Yep. 
Anywho, apologies. Acknowledgement. Chase Gasper Ownership. was great on both sides of the ball, except for those two times I talked about defensively. He made good passes earlier this season. He was turning the ball over a lot when passing the ball. Um, he knew where his open guy was. He knew how to create space with his dribbles. And what a header to get us on the board. Yeah. And your shitty Freddie Adu? My shitty Freddie Adu is sending ref Marcos de Ol- no, no. Oliveira. Is that a- for Minnesota? And, oh, sorry. My sh- shitty Freddie Adu for Minnesota is Brent Coleman. Because Bo- he's a white supremacist? No, 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 no. Both <laughs> on the field <laughs> shit kidding. here. On the field, Jessa. Jess. Okay, okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Done, the, done. The, the goal where Aspria was dribbling down on Roman Metnier and then Filippo Mora is cutting in that goal. The bossy was chasing Mora. Brent Coleman was nowhere to be seen. He was between the two of them, which is where he's supposed to be, but he could have helped either one of those guys out. And he's just standing there in no man's land, and he's not even watching. He's not even aware where the ball is. Like, he might have been running back or, or, like... Again, he was nowhere, nowhere to be seen. He was in no man's land. And, and this happened again in the second half, 87th minute. Tyler makes a great save on Blanco. But, again, with where everyone was positioned, Coleman could have pressured the ball or picked up one of the other people running into the box, and he was just on nobody. He yeah. wasn't on the ball. He wasn't on a free body. Tyler had to make a great save because Coleman was nowhere to be found that was useful. So he had a really good game going forward on the ball passing his decision making was great but those two defensive mix-ups those are the things that bite the loons in the ass a lot yeah luckily they didn't this game for the yeah, most part uh, I had Robin Lude um, I guess I you know going back and re-watching the game no one particularly stood out as having a particularly great game um, no one was terrible. I didn't. But I didn't that's think. That's kind of a good thing, right? Yeah. No. No. It's, I'm not. I'm not saying. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying no, like yeah. no one said I was having a particularly good game. No one that's was cool. particularly terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess I'll go with the guy who scored the goal to win the game. He leads the team in f- with four goals. All you know, all of his goals are after the 80th minute. Three of them game winners. Three of them game winners. So pretty amazing stuff. The dude. Um, I mean, he doesn't run for like 75 fucking minutes, and then when he decides to run, I guess. You know, in the 15th minute, uh, the last 15 minutes of the game, which is great. Pacing uh, yourself. That's yeah, what's called ma- pacing. Yes. Yeah, As a sure. veteran, you got to know how to pace yourself, sure. David. Uh, and then uh, my uh, shitty Freddie do is uh, Babelow. Um, I just thought he was just completely ineffective for basically 99% of the game. And then he had one great pass that probably redeemed himself. Like I said, no one was particularly bad. No one was like you know, egregiously terrible. So he, he had at least ten good passes that I, game. I disagree. But, but he had so many turnovers. He had many more turnovers than we expect from him. And I mean that's that is that's part and parcel for you know, it's what you get with Babelo. Like the dude is gonna just turn the ball over. Um, you hope he does it a lot less than what he you know did last game, and then he just he creates more of those chances like he did that that Robin Lude chance where he just you know find space and, and finds a guy and the guy runs the space and they score a goal. So, uh, all right, let's just, you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Uh, let's jump over to uh, Portland Timbers. Uh, MJ, um, why don't you start us off? Who was your, uh, your good Freddie Adu? My good Freddie Adu for Portland was Diego Valeri. He yeah, was, he played really well. He was rested, uh, except for when he was 
arguing with the ref fruitlessly at the end because Agadello and Gregouche were doing their, their time wasting in the corner so well. Except for that, as soon as he subbed on, they had better attacking chances. They had better passes. He was creating seams just on his own to sometimes work the ball out of their end when we were pressing and trying to score a goal. He sometimes would get the break all on his own. Yeah. And then your uh, shitty Freddie you do? Uh, I hinted at this earlier because I didn't go the right time. Referee Marcos de Oliveira. Uh, he had so many inconsistent and seemingly favoring Portland calls on fouls. Every time they would go down, they would get a call. When we would go down, sometimes we would get a whistle. And, yeah, and, and it, it was just, bad. It just seemed so consistent that as that's soon as... That's because po- Savarese is his daddy. Yeah, as soon as Portland went down, that's MJ and on, like, conspiracy shit there. I'm yes. just picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. The, the worst for me is in the 53rd minute, he called Lude for a foul on Pablo Bonillo. Pablo Bonilla actually stuck his arm out to try to grab a hook or clothesline Lud. It was Pablo that created the contact, and then Bonilla goes down in this way that is like he's a spinning top and he's like spinning all over the place, and Lud gets called for the foul. In addition to that, in the 90th plus third minute, he gives Lud a yellow card for contact that Dotson created. Like he didn't even keep track of the number of the jersey who caused the contact. In the first place, there were so many bad things like that. Marcos, you better shape up or ship <laughs> out. I, I agree with that. I the, he, he called 33 fouls, 19, uh, I believe, on Minnesota United, 14 on Portland. 33 fouls? 33 fouls. The few. only yellow card he was given was on Lewd. And it wasn't even the right guy. It wasn't even the right guy. <laughs> it, he's a fucking coward is what he is. Mark, um, he just didn't want to get a talking to. Uh he uh, he's yeah he's a fucking coward um, is what he is and so you know that's 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 all um, I, I I mean I don't really have a um, I think Ivanich Ivanich yeah, had a pretty Ivanich. good game um, all things considered I think he there's not much he could do on either of those goals that Minnesota scored so I would give him I you know I would either go Valeria or I'd give him the uh, my uh, my good friend to do for Portland so <clears throat> agreed let's uh let's move on. Uh, MJ, you have a uh, you have a question for us. A big one. Yes. Who is Minnesota United's best striker? And you can define striker as liberally or conservatively as you want. Um, their probably theoretical best striker is probably Adrian Heath, and he would probably think that too. Uh, their actual best striker is Robin Lude. Yes. Um, this is a hard question. Unu has two goals in seven games, I believe. Something like that, yeah. But I feel like, historically speaking, I have to say Finley, even though he's married with a baby. Okay. Uh, he still has my heart. And he's scored a fair amount. Um, but I don't know, statistically speaking, like chances versus actual realizations of goals... I feel like Reynoso. I, I'm conflicted. Well, even though our official strikers would probably be Agadello, Unu, and Wanchope, I would have to say Robin Lude. Yeah. I really think you got to... <clears throat> Minnesota needs to give up this uh, fucking uh, pretense of having a striker. 
you can bring Juan Agudelo on uh, late in games, I think. Um, and it's clearly, he does. We don't trust Juan Chope to start games, so you can bring him on mm-hmm. late in games to change to change things up and to and to bring a b- bigger presence onto the field. Someone who can boss people around, particularly if you're you know leading late in the game. Um, punch people in the ribs. Yeah, punch people in the ribs. You know, uh, um, you know, one inch, up a one bit. inch punches. Uh, you know, uh, Bruce Lee style. Bruce but, Lee. But uh, clearly, yeah, the the guy with the nose for the ball and, and putting the ball in the back of the net is Ramalud right now. Uh, all right, let's move on. Other United news and other MOS news. Uh, Twenty twenty one U.S. Open Cup is officially canceled. Uh, this is basically writing on the wall. Quite a while ago, um, but it is officially canceled. Uh, they have not announced who they will be, who will be representing um, the U.S. Uh, as part of the uh, Concacaf Champions League next year. Atlanta United got it for a really shitty reason. Um, How did they get anything? For really shitty reasons. Which, well, MJ, which MJ can explain here in a second. So they haven't announced how they're going to decide who will get that uh, that berth. That's a, a, a board director. I, you know, they're not going to qualify regularly. So, yeah, they'll probably get Sluts. it again because they're the last Open Cup champion. However, um, it, they did announce that they're, they're going to have an expanded field as well. Um, and we'll talk about Minneapolis City theoretically qualifying Qualified for <laughs> U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, yeah, so any, any other thoughts on uh, the Open Cup being canceled? Other than, like, yeah, of course it was fucking canceled. It's news to me. The U.S. Soccer Federation was trying to find a way to hold a limited cup, which also pissed a bunch of people off because that meant a lot of people that normally participate in the cup, lower-level teams that have fun doing it, and it's like their World Series. It's like their World Cup, you know, like... It's a big deal, and because it's open, which means it's lots of different clubs that don't get to play, say, in like the MLS. Right, but the U.S. Soccer said, "Oh, we're going to have this limited thing where," and it was only focused on like the top three t- divisions. So, good riddance. Twenty twenty one Open Cup. Yeah, Pablo Reynoso makes team of the week. Uh, Chase Woo-hoo. Jasper on the bench, in spite of uh, my giving him the shitty Freddie do. Uh, he made the team of the week, uh, and then finally the uh, Wilfs completed their finally completed their purchase of both uh, Orlando City FC, the Orlando Pride, and uh, I think it's Xperia Stadium or something down whatever. Xperian? I, I don't know. It's something Exploria. I think it might be Exploria Stadium down in Orlando. Um, they were previously had uh, expressed interest in getting the uh, franchise here in Minnesota. They lost out. To uh, Dr. McGuire and his team, they thank had, goodness they had pur- yes thank 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 fucking God yeah we didn't want them. Um, they did purchase uh, a a small uh, claim or small stake in Nashville uh, a couple years ago, which they relinquished or sold back to the the primary owner there because um, you can't have in, in spite of the fact that it's a uh, single entity league, um, you can't own stake in multiple teams anymore. Um, Weird. Yeah. The uh, the ne- there was there's been some uh, shenanigans when it comes to that well in MLS yeah I mean Atlanta is still a team shenanigans years, so. I get it and you did hit right on one of them it is Exploria Stadium very good Exploria all right that's uh we'll, we'll take a break when we come back we will uh, MJ has a game for us Yay! and then we will uh, we'll talk to Minneapolis City Minneapolis, Minneapolis City had a huge weekend as well um, we'll talk a little bit about them uh, once we get back. Yeah. Yeah. 
you want me to be that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all Alright, and we are back uh, with the second half of the podcast, just starting just as uh, trivia is kicking off uh, here at the Black Heart. It's fucking packed here. Um, there's literally a long ass line. I couldn't even get in line to get beer because uh, there's such a long ass line, uh, which is fucking awesome. Um, glad to went for West. But uh, kind of sucks you're trying to record a podcast. Uh, all right, let's talk Minneapolis City in this uh, section of the podcast. Minneapolis City had a uh, had a big weekend. They hosted the Midwest Regional Semifinal. Um, Minneapolis City, uh, sorry, Milwaukee, Torrent, and Cleveland SC played their early game on Friday afternoon. Uh, suffice to say, Cleveland won that one, two to one over the Milwaukee Torrent. Uh, Milwaukee was the higher seed of that those two. Uh, then in the evening game on Friday night, Minneapolis City played uh, Carpathia uh, FC, a team from Michigan, I believe, who had beaten Duluth uh, FC earlier uh, earlier in the week on, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, and then actually, since you know Minneapolis City. We speculated at the end of the part, you know, podcast last week that we actually wouldn't host the game. It was probably going to be in Cleveland. Um, but lo and behold, Minneapolis City hosted. Uh, and Minneapolis City um, just absolutely dominated the game. 3 nothing, uh beating Carpentia. Um, yeah. 18th-minute goal from Eli Goldman. Uh He gets, gets his own rebound. Uh, 39th-minute goal from Aiden O'Driscoll. O'Driscoll, uh, as MJ put it here in the notes. Um, he dribbled around three defenders, using his body to protect the ball, and then just roots it on the goalkeeper. Yeah, and then the 63rd minute, uh, Minneapolis City gets their third goal. Nicholas Hutton, uh, which is basically a tap-in from Will Kidd. Uh, they, Minneapolis City completely dominates. I wasn't able, unfortunately able to uh, to attend. I was on uh, Ragnar going to bed duty uh, Friday night. Um, but I did watch it on YouTube and uh, introduced our friend David Kelly to uh, what a Rumhams was, and uh, which he thoroughly enjoyed and simultaneously hated. Uh, but I watched it. So... Rumhams is fucking delicious, man. Uh, so I was able to watch it on YouTube, which is great. I'm really glad that they have the link. And pretty actually pretty good production. Uh, Minneapolis City was just absolutely dominant, dominant throughout this game. Do, do you guys have any thoughts? Okay, go. Okay. So Uh, a city two semifinal. Yep. <laughs> we know the coaching owner. We can we can put you in contact with him. I also really enjoy Sully. He is oh yeah. Mini Messi. And he's like Sullivan Funky, son of Michael Funky. Yeah. MJ. I had a blast. O'Donnell and I talked about it after the game. He used a really good word. Not even think of that. He's like, routine. I was like, yeah. yeah. This is a team they should beat. 
and they beat them fairly repeatedly. Yeah. Well, the uh, the joy was short-lived, unfortunately, as uh, on uh, Sunday uh, they hosted the Midwest Regional Final. Um, I heard from Colin that if they had won, they would have hosted the national semifinal. Yeah. And the national final because they have the best the best record in the in the country, um, which kind of sucks. But Minneapolis City loses uh, two to nothing to uh, Cleveland SC. So Cleveland goes to the uh, the national semifinal as the Midwest Region winner. Um, MJ, you and I were both at this game. Uh, I uh, was able to get out and away for this game. It was you know a lot of fun. It was a blast uh, hanging out with all the citizens and everybody. Um, but it was it was also interesting and making fun of uh, what's his face number seven from Cleveland. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, can you hear me? Uh, uh, he, uh, we, we were in his head so much that when they scored their first goal, instead of celebrating with his teammates, he ran over and like put his ear, put his hand to his ear, like I can't hear you now, even though we were singing at him. Um, and we're like, you literally chose to not uh, hang out with your teammates and try and taunt uh, a bunch of fans. I know you're not used to playing in front of fans, but uh, that's not the way to do it, buddy. And anyways, that was. Those are my overarching thoughts on uh, Minneapolis City Zero, Cleveland SC Two. MJ, what are you putting your thoughts on the game? Uh, Lewis Dunn, who had gotten a red card in the first half of this uh, semifinal game, actually the head coach of Cleveland, he got a red right. card. Right. He wasn't supposed to be in the stadium. They again let him buy, buy a seat into the stands. I mean, he was actually coaching his team from the from the stands. So. Unfortunately, this is the NPSL, so yeah. enforcement on this is going to be rather shit. Yeah. But I had a, I had a blast. Uh, I love the citizens. I love the energy they bring. I love the creativity we have on our cheers. And it was fun. Just, even though we lost, super fun. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, and then, unfortunately, also, uh, this happened in, was this the, out in, in uh, Michigan? Yes, US, US, Rochester, Michigan. USPL quarterfinal, uh, Minneapolis City made it, uh, Minneapolis City 2, the, the, the mini murder, yeah. had made it to the uh, quarterfinals. Uh, they lost 2 nothing to New York Contour United, which is just a fucking amazing name for a uh, amateur soccer team. Uh, Contour so, is a... Uh, Large construction or contracting company sponsored. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So yeah, they, so they lost. So both city teams lost on Sunday, which is not great. Um, there is a little bit of soccer left for uh, Minneapolis City. Um, so MJ, tell us a little bit about it. On September seventh, the Tuesday after Labor Day, they are going to Madison to play a friendly with Sequoia Madison. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Tuesday after Labor Day, if you can try and go, it's I honestly the the flock uh, it, that is flocking amazing. Um, they are they are really great people to hang out with and party with the night before or, or day of. Um, you know, Madison is a is a you know still pretty cool town even though it's in Wisconsin. I, I will admit that, um, and it's uh, catch me back in college, so you know that Delta variant should be uh, spreading pretty uh, pretty rapidly. Uh, if you want to go, want to go get some COVID, but uh, but I seriously, it, it, there's a really great um, there's actually a really great brewery that's like kitty corner from the stadium. Uh, Perfect. 
yeah, so it's a, it's just, it's a really good upper, really good, uh, and it's, you know, it's only about what, four hours uh, from here, here to there, so you could even, you could even do it, drive down and come back the same day if you really wanted to, but I'd just, I'd just get like an Airbnb or something in Madison and hang out in Madison for a day or two, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell us, Minneapolis City again had a very, very successful year uh, on the pitch. Um, MJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about that too? Both teams make it to national quarterfinals. Which is awesome. That, that's never been done before, even, even for City One. Uh, this was Minneapolis City's fifth year because last year didn't happen for the NPSL. Uh, they win the NPSL North for the third season in the straight. They win the Papa Panther Memorial Cup, which is the best record amongst the Minnesota teams in the NPSL North. And they get the number one seed and get to host the Midwest Regionals, something they've never accomplished before. So hats off to Minneapolis City uh, and all the coaches that I won't name and all the players which we can't name. That, that, just a great year for them. Uh, David, you want to talk about Minneapolis City too? Sure. Yeah. So they won the US UPSL Midwest regular season. Um, they hosted the Midwest uh, UPSL Midwest West playoffs. Uh, two trophies this year. Uh, I unfortunately did not get a chance to get out and see any Minneapolis City two games, um, but it sounds like they were taking very much after their their uh, their big brothers in Minneapolis City and just going out and dominating uh, across their, their conference and in the region, honestly. So, Yeah, hats off to a, a team in their, their first year. The, the City 2 has actually been in existence for, I want to say, two years. Two or, I think two, yeah, I think it's two years now. And the first year it was like the best the, the, the players could have is scheduling a friendly against like Union Omaha or something like that or or if they didn't schedule a friendly you know hope to get called up to City One and Correct, yeah. we as members voted on like can we put them in a league and here's what it will cost and, and we agreed to do that and good things happen. Yeah, so just a, a, a friendly plug for Minneapolis City. If you are uh, interested in going to games, um, you can get a season ticket for them. I believe it's sixty nine dollars when they when they put them on sale in December. That's the the, the cheap price, sixty nine dollars. Uh, and then uh, they, I think right before the season starts, they they, they bump up to like eighty bucks. But you get you get into every single uh, regular season home game, at least one friendly game that they have, um, and then you get a scarf and two flex tickets, so you can bring a friend. Um, you know, a loved one, a lover, a date, uh, a date yes. Uh, also, or you can just give them out to people at the, at the last game of the season, like I did when I forgot that I had two extra tickets, and I, I, I gave one to Jess, and, and I literally was like, hey, who, uh, who wants to watch a fucking soccer game in the middle of that park in, uh, right next to Augsburg? So. And you can bring in your booze, so it's a lot cheaper than uh, going to buy a $10, $11 beer at Allianz Field. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so that wraps up uh, Minneapolis City. The Minneapolis City, uh, more or less, fifteen minutes. Uh, we got to give them uh, as much props as we possibly can. Great season. Great season. Yeah. 
and, and theoretically, they should qualify for the Open Cup next year. So there's a very real possibility that there will be a U.S. Open Cup match at August or at Augsburg in in like March or April. So let's get out to the Nelly. It should be really awesome. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss the upcoming matches. Sorry, go ahead, MJ. Guessing game? Oh yeah, right. Sorry, guessing game. So MJ has a, ga- a game for us. We'll, we'll do the game, then we'll take a break. Uh, so this is a once a loon. Your free hint is that this is from the NASL loon, which means 2013 to 2016. Okay. Okay. Clue number one. I'm gonna go to David first for this player born in Africa. Uh, I, I'm just gonna pass. I don't know. Okay. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Sammy and Jack. Were you look, were you looking at his screen? No, I wasn't. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go through all my other clues. I had four other clues, but I won't go through that. But the clue number four was bootylicious. Thank you. All right. Because, uh, July twentieth is the anniversary of Minnesota United's friendly with AFC Burnley. Oh, that game. And that is when the howler of a trying to pass the ball to his left back and like going into the net and, and, the, and the jelly sandwiches oh. hashtag blame it on the jelly um, to be fair it's, uh, that was probably the worst goalkeeping gap I've ever seen until I watched William Yarborough um, <laughs> kick it into his own net against RSL over the weekend. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Really, William Yarborough basically like nutmegs himself and puts it into his own net uh, for the first RSL goal. Before we break, I just wanted to give a quick update on what's the Sammy and Jack. He is currently starting for Atlantis FC in the third division of Finland. The Kakunen, and he has, after a rough start of allowing six goals in three games, but winning, only drawing one and winning two, there was a five to four win in there. All right. But, but like, he drew one, one, two, led in six goals. He has three clean sheets. He has five wins, one draw, and zero losses in the Kakunen for Atlanta's FC. All right, well, good for Sammy. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the upcoming matches, two matches Minnesota United has this week against LAFC and uh, Vancouver. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we're back for the uh, third and final part of the podcast where we're going to talk about uh, some of the stuff that's happening around the world in soccer, uh, specifically the U.S. team, but also uh, talk about the two games we have coming up this week. First off, let's start with Wednesday, July 28th. They are playing LAFC uh, out in L.A. I believe the kickoff is 9.30 for this one. That's a late one. <clears throat> so uh, put your kids to bed and go get crunk with, uh, with mom and dad. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, LFC is, is heavily favored in this one. Uh, they're at minus 185. Minnesota's at plus 450. A draw is plus 290. 
Minnesota is, is currently sitting in sixth place in the Western in the Western Conference, only a point behind LAFC. Uh, even though LAFC has a game in hand as well, um, we've done okay against LAFC, particularly in LA. Uh, MJ, Jess, who uh, who should we be on the lookout for uh, with uh, uh, LAFC? <laughs> Of course, I want to shout out to new acquisition, Kim Moon Vaughn, the right fullback for LAFC. Uh, he can also play center mid, and he comes from uh, Busan Epoch in Korea. Right on, yeah. Um, obviously, Bob Bradley, uh, their coach, uh, looms large over this team. He has had a major impact on the roster. you got to talk about Carlos Vela. Who is uh, I think the leading goal scorer in MLS right now? Uh, a very very um, uh, easy pick for sort of MVP of the season so far. Even though LAFC has not played uh, particularly well, including dropping points uh, to losing to Portland on Wednesday of last week, and then dropping points to Vancouver of all fucking teams um, last weekend. Yeah, they they finished two two with uh, Vancouver. It, is, it was very embarrassing. Uh, Vancouver was. Um, the longest, longest odds I've ever seen for an MLS game. They were plus ten fifty to beat LAFC, uh, and I picked them to beat LAFC because I was like, "That's that's like some, that's free money right there." Um, and uh, unfortunately, they did, they did not. But LAFC dropped points. LAFC um, has looked basically mortal this year, as opposed to the last couple years where they were uh, one of the better teams in the league. Bradley's struggling to. Uh, Bradley is struggling to find how to work this 5-3-2 yeah. in, in certain situations. It's, well, yeah, they switched to a 5-3-2 this year. And, and you, you have Bela and Diego Rossi up top. They're going to create a lot of chances. They're going to score goals. Um, and then it's usually Sequentes, uh, Atuesta, and Keep Blessing as the, as the three behind them. And you're like, man, that's a great attacking five. But it's a new formation. There's like people are in different spots, coming to different areas. It's a different thing to try to work out. Yeah, and they haven't been able to put it all together, um, at least consistently, uh, over the course of the of this season. Um, so, how do we uh, how do we play LAFC on on Wednesday? Considering it is it is a midweek game, we are playing two games on the road this week, uh, flying out to LA. And I'm presuming flying back here and then flying to uh, Rio Tinto to play Vancouver on, on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get to Vancouver in a second. But uh, how do we how do we play uh, LAFC MJ? I think I was going to say we we need to be patient, um, aggressive but patient. Like I, I like the aggressive. Like in the attacking third, we need to create chances. We need to be creative. We need to be threatening. But we need to not do things like make silly, silly turnovers, right? We shouldn't. Have, if we turn over the ball like we did in the midfield versus Portland, that attacking five could really make us pay more than Portland made us pay. So I would like us to see us be value the ball more, uh, make sure that the shots that we're taking or the chances that we're getting are, are good, solid chances that are going to give us a high probability of scoring. 
Like yeah, I, w- I definitely agree with all of that. Um, Minnesota, when we go to LA, LA is, I believe actually we, we've played some version of a, of a 5-3-2 against LAFC uh, in <laughs> yeah. most of the last few games because we are just trying to control possession, um, to, to, to bend, not break, if you will, and to, and to counterattack. So I would expect, I mean, <clears throat> Keith is nothing if not a, uh, uh, a creature of habit, so I would expect something very similar. Um, Although, you know, we've, we've had we've had good luck in the last 10 games really trying to impose our will upon teams and really would actually encourage us to try and do that with LAFC. Um, they're, not, they're not so... I mean, I don't think we need to be as aggressive as we were against Portland. They're not, right. they're not so good anymore um, with attacking talent that they can just cut us apart like they, you know... Two years ago, um, when they led the league in points, would this is the team? Yeah, this is the team that I think is really, really missing Walker Zimmerman um, in their defense. I think they are uh, very vulnerable in the, on the back line. Um, Segura and Farfan are, are, are less than stellar sort of central defenders, and uh, yeah. So I, I think I kind of I, I don't know. I think maybe I'm in between uh, MJ and. and Jessica here and that saying we need to be aggressive but also patience aggressively patience yes um, not, not not aggressively mediocre like we have been uh, the last couple of weeks not stupid aggressive yeah alright so uh, so that's being said uh, what's the result here guys who wins Jessica let's start with you alright And both those games were at home, to be fair. I don't think so. To be fair. Uh, based on superstition of me picking them to lose and then winning, vice versa happens. If I pick them to win, they lose. I'm going to pick them to lose. Okay. The LAFC. Two to one. Two to one. Uh, I think this game has a... Uh, I think it's either a draw or Minnesota wins with a late goal. Um, I'm, I'm going draw. I'm going draw. I'm thinking like a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, with LAFC equalizing late in the game. So, yes, bet the under on this one. Bet the under. Uh, then our second game of the week, uh, we go to Vancouver. Well, to, not Vancouver, to the game. I think, we're, I think Vancouver's not playing in Canada yet. We go to uh, Rio Tinto to play oh. the, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Sandy, Utah played. Yeah, play that. Sandy, Utah. Uh, notably, Vancouver is uh, we are Vancouver is the underdog in this game. They're at plus two sixteen. Minnesota's at minus minus one fifteen. A draw is plus two seventy five. Uh, what do we have to say about Minis- about Vancouver United? Their players, um, they're they're not they're they're not a good team. <laughs> Yeah, they haven't played. They haven't played a game at home yet this year. Uh, Montreal, and Toronto uh, have played home games. Uh, they don't. They do not. They're playing in Rio Tinto. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't really have anybody worth discussing. I mean, uh, Christian Dahomey. Oh, yeah, sorry, Dahomey. Um. <laughs> Maxime Kripo could be back if, uh, if if Canada loses to Mexico on Thursday. But if Maxime Kripo is not, 
let's light up Thomas Hassall. Yes. Let's just shoot on Thomas Hassall. We can be more aggressive against this team than LAFC. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Cavallini is also the their, their lone designated player. Um, he's a forward as well. Again, this is a this is a very uh, uh, threadbare team. However, this team just uh, drew LAFC two two in LA. So, who the fuck knows? Never count out a Marco Santos team. Yes, Marco Santos. We should mention uh, former uh, coach of the Ottawa Fury, uh, also coach of the yeah exactly uh, NASL Ottawa Fury. Um, who beat Minnesota United in their second to last year in the uh, NASL in the semifinals? Yeah, um, well, technically they were also pro at that time too. So, just anyways, uh, yeah. So, anybody else that you're particularly worried about on Vancouver? Who worries about? Kyle Alexandre. Okay. The center yeah. midfielder, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, they are, like I said, they're an interesting team. They have produced some good talent in the past. They just, they sell it, and they don't keep it. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, all right, so how do we think this one goes? How should United uh, play Vancouver? Uh, this weekend on Saturday. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Yes. 100%. They should. Uh, Maybe uh, rest Reynoso and start Hayes. Start, start Hayes or Dotson at the pen. You know what? You're, you're right. What will probably happen is you'll probably rest Reynoso against LAFC <laughs> and start him against fucking Vancouver. <laughs> as long as he rests him at some point this year, I'll, yeah. I'll be happy. All right. Who, who wins this game? Uh, Jess, let's start with you. We <laughs> do. All right. MJ? Uh, I... Yeah, we, we, we win 2 nothing. Yeah, Minnesota wins this one, I think, going away. I think it's like 3-1, so... We will all be very... No. Yes, we will. All right, let's finish up with uh, some international soccer. Uh, U.S. teams are playing uh, a little bit of soccer, not all the soccer in the world right now. Uh, start with the Gold Cup uh, last night, USA won, Jamaica 0. Matthew Hoppy scores in the 83rd minute. This is a pretty. I'm general. If you watch this game, it's no, part of my. I, I, I saw the goal. Part of my uh, my soccer debauchery weekend of just watching all the fucking soccer, yeah. including FC St. Pauli, who uh, managed to win three nothing on Sunday morning. We had to, which we had to. Their website is, is fucked, and so literally had to mirror my phone to my TV and then watch it from my phone. Nice. Nice. On. Chrome, because two different computers trying to access the website via Chrome or via like Microsoft Edge 
did work. They just they kept telling me I didn't have an account, even though I literally have an account. I pay them uh, four uh, four uh, ninety five euro a month uh, to watch fucking soccer, D- fucking boot. Division Two soccer up in Germany, um, but it, it worked in my phone for some goddamn reason. So, uh, so me, uh, USA one, Jamaica zero. Matthew Hoppy scores in the, like I said, he scores in the eighty-third minute. A pretty, a pretty great headed goal. Yeah, all things considered, uh, Andre Blake just completely whiffed on it. Coming Andre off, Andre Blake had a great. He game. did, yeah. He had a, great, a lot of saves, but uh, whoever sent the cross, Legette. I think it was Legette, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who did not look like he wanted to be there yesterday? Somehow. Anyways, uh, so their next match is this uh, is the semifinal of the Gold Cup this Thursday uh, versus Qatar at six thirty. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on a fucking Qatar. Um, yeah, so it, this is, it's not dissimilar to when South Korea hosted the World Cup in two thousand and two. They played in the Gold Cup in two thousand and two thousand and one. Um, they need some international preparing matches. Yes, because they don't play any as qualifiers. Right. So it's still it's 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 fucking gross watching the Fox Sports One broadcast because you should see fucking Qatar flashing all over the place like aerial shots of like of Qatar before yeah. the matches. It's it's kind of fucking gross. Uh, I mean, in Qatar, I mean, other than the fact that they're murdering people, um, like, oil money, oil money, and and slave labor money help pay for their entrance to the gold So, uh, will uh, so theoretically, theoretically, Alexi Lawless will be joining this podcast at some point here in the next couple of weeks. You'll have to ask me about it. Really? So, yeah. Um, that's a, a little tease. I'll tell you guys after. Uh, so we play Qatar on Thursday at 6.30 uh, Central Time. And then the final, presumably against Mexico, although it's, it's Mexico versus Canada in the other semifinal. Are they just because you can't see? Are the men going to actually take their penalties? Or are they going to make the winner? Hopefully both. Men take it and they don't do it. So, um, so yeah, the final will be Sunday night. So if, if, if the U.S. is in it, uh, I'm sure I'll be at the Black Heart watching uh, watching the U.S. game on Sunday night. So, all right, MJ, uh, very quickly tell us about the men's Olympic tournament, which is going on right now. In every group, there's like a second team place team versus a third place team, or first place team versus a third place team. And everything's close. It's like people are at six points and five points, or six points and four points, four points and three points. And so all every group has one game that means a lot. And so the four next biggest games coming up this Wednesday, July 28th, at 3 a.m. Germany versus Cote d'Ivoire. That that'll be on NBC. I have to bust up my Cote d'Ivoire jersey and, and wear it when uh, I go to bed tomorrow night. Okay, so Germany plays Cote d'Ivoire, NBCSN, 3 a.m. on Wednesday. 3.30 a.m., South Korea versus Honduras. 6 a.m., Spain versus Argentina. And 6.30 a.m., France versus the host, Nippon. Versus Nippon, otherwise known as Japan, on NBCSN. So, I didn't say Espanya. Uh, I, I didn't say Hong. Because no one knows that Hong is 
Korea. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, take it from the Koreans. Yeah. So, and then, and then, <laughs> and then knockout rounds start this weekend, so check that out. Um, U.S. Women's National Team are also at the 2020 Olympics. Uh, they Wait, got, the U.S. is playing? Yes, the women's team, the good team. Oh, oh okay. The actual, the actual good team. Um, uh, on Wednesday, they opened their account by losing to Sweden three to nothing. It was pretty bad. Uh, MJ, you have a very uh, brief U.S. Sweden history. Can you walk us through that really, really quickly? I, on a previous pod, I said they didn't play anybody close to Sweden in quality, and I was wrong. In April of this year, they played a friendly in Stockholm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> And Sweden won one nil for most of the game until a late PK was gifted to the U.S. Um, and so it ended up as a one-one draw. Uh, also, in 2019 World Cup, U.S. beat Sweden in the group stage. But in the 2016 Olympics in Brazil, it was a one-one draw, and the U.S. lost on 40 on penalty kicks. Right. So. There are members of this Olympics team that remember that 2016 Olympics and being eliminated by Sweden. So this just brings up a whole bunch of bad news. Yeah, these teams are familiar with each other is what you're trying to say. And there might be a little bit of Saturday morning, uh, New Zealand uh, played the U.S. Women's National Team, and uh, they won, U.S. Women's National Team won 6-1. to one. Uh, uh, Yes, it was, it was great. I was actually, my, uh, my fucking kid has been getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I was actually up and was able to watch most of this game. Um, there are, yes. Uh, and so one of those was getting up at you know 6 o'clock in the morning and being able to watch a match that kicked off at like 6.30. Uh, U.S. winning 6-1 to one puts them in second place in the group. Uh, they play their next match. Um, if you listen to this podcast, as soon as it gets downloaded uh, or uploaded to the internet, you might be able to listen to it before the game kicks off. But otherwise, you'll probably you'll hear this after the game's over. Um, they're playing Australia basically for the right to uh, uh, go to the knockout round. Now, there's three groups. Two third-place teams make it into the, uh, the quarterfinal round. So, so U.S. women could theoretically lose this game and still make it into the into the knockout round. But with the seeding, you don't want to be a third-place team. No. In the so it's second place. Yeah, U.S. controls their destiny. If they win or draw, they are in uh, as the second-place team in the group for sure, guaranteed. Uh, and if uh, if they lose, they could still potentially qualify for the knockout round. I think I haven't looked at the bra- the tables, but. I've, Guessing the number of goals they've scored, they probably would qualify, especially if they score any goals versus Australia. But just uh, get the job done, beat Australia, and make it to the knockout round. Uh, yeah. Put at least two center backs on Sam Kerr, or have Julie Ertz and someone else be kind of following Sam Kerr around the field. Like yes. she's their number correct. one threat. Correct. Correct. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps it up, guys. Um, yeah, we, we made it. We did it. Like stop it. Yeah. And uh, and I might the uh, uh, 551 podcast is about to start recording soon, so I might just pop in there and uh, give some hot, spicy hot takes for them. So. They they don't like women. Yeah. So they they didn't actively. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, all right. Do they like, do they 
They no, not really. No, uh, they're not like us. They, they, like don't, they don't like bands as much. So. Alright, well let's wrap it up guys. Rate, review, follow the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast, uh, DavesIKnow.com, uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I Know. Uh, again, we're, we'll be giving out uh, the Heath Out Stout beer relatively soon. Um, that is a I'm gonna do that one as a twelve ouncer, uh, so that you know you don't get totally fucked up. Uh, at TDA came out on Twitter. I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is still, because uh, someone doesn't want to give us $1,000 a month. Yeah, I'm just in, uh, yeah. At Jessica144089 or two. Is that a nine or nine? That was a nine. All right. We have been the days you know. This is the day of As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.